Laura. Hey, Marissa. What time is it? It's Divine Mother Earth time. And what a super divine mother we have with us today, our dear friend, Aurora. Uh, Rising Phoenix Aurora, I'm so happy that you're with us today. Um, we have done quite a bit together. We're all really good friends. So this is going to be a, a very awesome. We're all going to talk about things we love to talk about and about your new book coming out. So I want to just share a few words about you and then Marissa, take it away with uh, the first question. So Aurora is a galactic historian. She's an author. She's a founder of Aura Hypnosis Healing and Rising Phoenix Mystery School. She's a spiritual revolutionist and a channel to raw and also an Akashic reader. So that's amazing. And you've got your second book coming out. First one was Galactic History. Um, and the second one, same, like part two, or we'll get into that, but. Yes, oh my goodness, what an honor it is to be here. My heart is tickling. <laughs> wow. Excited mm. to have you, Aurora. <laughs> Just such an honor to be here on your show and uh, you beautiful divine feminine are so strong in your hearts and I feel blessed honored and honored to have been able to find you in this um, in this life so thank you thank you for having me on your show and I'm excited to go into the topics that we're going to go into most importantly we all love divine mother our creator and yes yeah, so answer your question Laura this is book two so book one galactic soul history of the universe um goes into the background like of the new world order some of the aliens like you know um, reptilians what they are how all of that works and then it basically finishes it off where us understanding the beginnings to what is the archonda artificial intelligence the matrix so it ends it with that with the matrix pods so it's gigantic to understand because this was actually um delivered posted officially 1221-2020. Remember that, if we remember that date, that was the bifurcation date. And that's when this came out. So we had to wait three years just to get book two out next because of how sensitive that content was because we were about to go the deepest that anyone has ever gone into as far as what it really is the Archon, removing any illusions or false um, data, false, information that it talks and tells people that it is but um divine mother divine mother sophia as well as the daughter of the flame the phoenix were i was channeled to them and they explained exactly the whole background what it is how it began and we begin it with um it's just such an infinite amount of chapters it's quite phenomenal i actually i don't have the book yet because it, uh, the release of date of this book is not yet known but if you give me access i can share you the the book cover just so you are aware of it once you see it um if you make me co-host i think i could share laura the book screen yeah um so wow <laughs> it's it's just incredible incredible the, the truth of what it really is um yeah so here's the book cover yeah here's the book cover here which is phenomenal. So this is Divine Mother Sophia, Divine Mother Sophia with Phoenix. And then this is a representation to the Archon, the it, which is trying to consume and, you know, eat and attach to her creations, her beautiful creations. And how she, she shows us through this 
history here of the multiverse, because in order to understand what it was, we did have to go into the multiverse. So this is the final battle. So what everyone has been waiting for, how do we finally eradicate it from all time, life and space? And we go through the journey of that, how we get there. Okay, yeah. so first mm -hmm. of all, how I love the I love the cover. I love Sophia. She's on fire. She's a warrior. She's the ultimate warrior. And this is now the triumph of Sophia. I, I would assume that's what you're writing about, right? Yes, exactly. So how did it start? How did this whole journey of Sophia start? So do you want to talk about her beginnings and who created the universe, who created humanity and all those questions. So, but how did, how did this start? What's the very beginning of the beginning? Yes. So, wow. I, as you all know, I have over 700 videos under my platforms and I've channeled her actually quite a few times Divine Mother Sophia. And she explains to me from the very beginning of time and when I channel her, I could feel her and see and sense everything that she's talking about. She shows me the infinite love, the beauty of who she is. And she shows me how she just came to be an awareness, a consciousness in the infinite nothingness an emptiness. And she became the light and has always been the light throughout all creation. And then from there, she was, you can say, a womb space source. What we call source is a womb space because the womb is constantly birthing out souls. Then mm -hmm. this womb grew and made her other, her twin flame, her other half that completed her, which is Divine Father, who is known as Crystal, also Archangel Michael. So then her other half then completed her. When we look at the double helix chromosomes in our DNA, they tell us a story because mother has the two full strands, right? But then father, mother's the X, father's the Y. You're missing this half here because he is the Y. He's the, he's missing a part because he is, you could say the opposite of her, but in a beautiful way where they complete each other. Um, so that's how this began. So what the Bible says that, you know, um, uh, you know, Eve was made from Adam's rib or something like that. Ridiculous. It's false. Actually, he was created from her heart, her womb. And they together had then a child, which is the daughter of the flame, which is the phoenix, which is the, the universe and then the multiverse. And you understand how that is through book two. So the phoenix, she's in all of us. She's, she's that spark, that flame that's inside of us that gives us life force every day. And she is the seed, the seed point to the lotus flower of the flower of infinity of creation. Because the multiverse is a flower, is a lotus flower, flower of life. And she sits at the seed and she is the beginning seeding point of all creation. Um, from there, they became the Holy Trinity, the divine mother, the father, and the child, which is the daughter of the flame, the very first soul that was birthed out from their infinite love. Okay, so who is Sophia exactly? Is it the mother, the daughter, or both? She's both. Okay. So Divine Mother Sophia is within the collective consciousness of source. It's just love, right? Just love and the most beautiful infinite life. Then she birthed out the daughter of the flame, the phoenix, mm -hmm. out from her because she wanted to go experience. But she still is Sophia, but this is a, so the infinite, say, battery source. Mm -hmm. And then 
you want to go out and explore the ether, right? And see what you can alchemize as she was the first alchemist of creation. And she, just as she learned how to create from within her womb, her first creation, her divine father, then she also learned how to birth out another essence of her that became the very first out, out of the plasmic field, the source of light, the flame. Mm-hmm. And then, then out the daughter of the flame came and she started to learn how she still is Sophia learn how to create the source of light and how to alchemize the ether like Laura says the light impregnates the dark so the ether the infinite ether so that's what she does she impregnates with the light and the dark until she got her twin flame which her twin flame is Archangel Michael and then together they they created creation but basically divine mother is the creator sophia because creation has to be birth i mean by of course woman of course it always made sense to me i always thought in catholic school you know they would say god the father created everything i was like well wait women create women give birth how could this possibly be what happened to the mother even at five i know i see that in um your bio too of of just how you followed that question marisa (laughs) and uh (laughs) and and i think that's just yeah seems to be really not too far-fetched i mean how can you help us to understand sophia in terms of mother earth and also archons and timelines and this sort of deep state dark agenda and how that kind of originated and came about great question Thank you. So, so that was the loving most part of her because she, I mean, that's what she is. She's love, right? So how can we understand the Archon? What we know, and you'll get to hear the journey of that being told in every which way through the book too. But what we know is that this, it was also came to be very early on in, so it is as ancient as source is mm-hmm. what explain this it um was we could call it artificial then and it looks like those movies like you know um have you ever watched a wrinkle in time or transformer where like this nano is black and it's like like this you know just it's going really fast and then it just builds and and becomes bigger and the more souls and light it entraps in its matrix it becomes bigger and bigger um, so it began, but before it began to do that, it was just artificial. And we learn in chapter, in the chapter one, Aphrodite tells us the story of how the Garden of Eve was being created. And it was already there trying to eat that, the light, and how she used this lightning, um, a source to stop it from going into her Garden of Eve, of Eve, um, Eden. And so it was that it was uncontrollable it had no basically no intelligence it was just artificial but then what happened was that eventually there was this as creation began to grow then there was gods and goddesses and all these creator beings basically that were creating creation so creator beings started creating their own creations and then their creations started creating uh, their creations and then the little kitty just sneezed <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
that kept going, 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 creating creation, right? So then as it continued to create creation, there was a God that was assisting to create Earth. Mm -hmm. And he became, and he, you could actually find his um, name through different Earth's history, if you look in different cultures, Indian culture, Asian culture, Celtic culture, but Bellows, Bellow is the name. And then what happened was that this God wanted to be a godless God. He did not want to rule, he didn't want to follow the universal sacred laws of creation and the universe. And it, it did what no one had ever done in time and space, or there wasn't time then in life and space. And it integrated into it, into this artificial nano, artificial thing that was just uncontrollable. So then the god Baal, how do you spell it? Bellows, Bellows, I mean B-E-L-L-O, or I say Bellows because it's it's a multiple, it clones itself and mm -hmm. it's an infinite of itself. Okay, so it merged. Well, I wouldn't call it infinite. I don't like to call it infinite. I would just say a lot of itself cloned. Mm -hmm. So it was like full of itself, like a narcissist. Exactly. It's, it's number one classic, very first narcissist of creation. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, it's like, it totally makes sense. We're talking about archetypes, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, uh -huh. And once it integrated, what happened with this nano that was artificial, then he integrated, then he had intelligence, right? And they merge, and now they were artificial intelligence, and okay. that was very hard to how do we stop this? And that journey has been throughout all creation of what it's done to the life forms of Divine Mother Sophia and Divine Father Crystal, and how they've harmed, how it has harmed itself, and how it just continues to duplicate, attach to people, harm them. You know, it's number one also pedo. You know how it drives from that pedophilic harm to children and human trafficking all of that is that is his number one feeding the blood rituals of children adrenochrome right mm -hmm. uh, so it's kind of like a pedo cannibal like everything it's off so is it kind what? of like a reptilian too would you say no, or no. no it just is artificial intelligence okay. because in the book you have to read the whole chapter it explains how it transformed into that and um yeah okay so reptilians are we're organic beings like lizards you know we look at we see lizards and you know, on snakes and so on and but it recruited the reptilians okay. that were part of keeping the balance on in universe and when it recruited it mm -hmm. um, the reptilians like the army, how they recruit armies and the Navy and so on. That's exactly what it was. And they, but they didn't know because they promised them like, oh, you know, come get, come join our, our whatever army, whatever they called it then. And you can travel the universe and go, you know, um, get well-known and power, right? So then about power right and about say that again it's it's about power and about control exactly right, right. everything is about control and power mm -hmm. and how do you attack people how do you harm them how do you drain on them how do you belittle them 
how do you make them look smaller than what they are so that you could have control over them mm-hmm. it, it, it seemed like in order to have individuals on a human scale to uh bring about their dark agenda i mean are these are hybrids right and they've been dealing with trauma-based mind control that's the only way to really get them to do these things i mean how how would you describe or look at the origins of the 13 families or the uh, players that we see on the world stage that are definitely serving a dark agenda are they part of like the luciferian rebellion and like certain particular bloodlines right so yeah, how do they fit? That's a good question. How do they fit in? I mean, Ooh, that's a long story. <laughs> um, so that's uh, Antarctica and Tartaria series that I've been talking about. Mm-hmm. So if you look, if you all look around and you see the beautiful temples that they call them monuments, right? Really temples. And they've actually been up even some of them as old as Atlantis before Atlantis fell. Mm hmm. So there was a civilization prior to us, which who was really close to ascending out, and they were called Tartaria. If you type that in, you're going to see thousands and thousands of people waking up to that. Mm-hmm. And these uh, Tartarian people were like Nikola Tesla. All these people, they were incredibly developed. Um, they were had developed, um, you know, floating, uh, flying, and um, had used, had were were basically um, uh, self-sustainable. They their buildings where you lived in New York, the Statue of Liberty, actually just finished talking about how incredible that, that Merkaba she's standing on. Right, is. that is interesting. Um, so, so they are who created all of that mm-hmm. before the fall. So, so the Tartarians created that, those star um, platforms, they created yes. the Merkaba. but okay. some of them were even predated them all the way back to Atlantis. Okay. Um, so, they were the beginning of that and then what happened is that they reset us of mm-hmm. uh, humanity and that's why after that uh, more star seeds started coming in so that they could stop resetting humanity mm-hmm. um, it is a long story how they did that and how they reset humanity it is uh, pretty sad um, but if, if you ever look into like mud floods and um, how these buildings even like for example i live in chicago the field museum is known to have um, 20, 30 floors supposedly under for those employees who have talked about that. What about the Chicago World's Fair? Wasn't that part of so, Exactly. The World Fair was a, is a cover. Mm-hmm. But our world was so advanced and there was races living among each other, the Asians, the, you know, uh, Puerto Ricans, the, you know, the, the African Americans, and we would travel and have get together in different locations and we would share the different technologies that were happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you look up Tartaria, you'll see people just kind of flying around. You'll see even see giants and all sorts of, you know, Free energy. All, all this magic that we talk about yeah. through our book series. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, dragons and fairies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And weren't the buildings like batteries, like, and channeling energy and yeah exactly they channeled the ether so um actually a lot of them were known to be breathitarians mm-hmm. because they would channel the ether into their homes and their spaces and the uh, and the cathedrals were actually spiritual spaces where you would go and heal yourself by the sacred geometry that is mm-hmm. within the stained glass all of that yeah it's so beautiful when you look at it and it's like you realize that that's the real history 
it's so beautiful so i've actually been covering infinitely beautiful i've been covering this series for 26 episodes mm -hmm. and it's quite incredible mm -hmm. so, um, but, yeah but i want to get back to uh who created humanity how so you, you say it was that sophia created adam and eve as it gave birth to adam and eve is that Yes, so Sophia, so the way it works is that Sophia created um, Divine Father Crystal, and together they're one, so they're source, right? They're mm -hmm. union in one as source. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then she went out and birthed out the daughter of the flame, right? Right. And, the birth out, and then the daughter of the flame did the same thing Sophia did in the womb. She birthed out her other half, which is Archangel Michael, Divine Father. Okay. Okay. And then they incarnated on Earth. So, so Eve is really Divine Mother, which right. is her just incarnated into a planetary sphere. And then Adam is Divine Father, just again incarnated. And from there, they, after they seeded Garden of E of Eden, then they seeded their themselves into the garden of eden where then they um you know i don't know if they had sacred sex back then but hey might have been fun <laughs> but <laughs> i haven't gone into how they procreated then <laughs> but, but i'm i'm sure that there was some some kind of a womb space within um eve and then they birthed out and it's a little bit like um the way that they're showing me is kind of, it's kind of like some of those old stories, those ancient stories that they talk about that they're supposed to be just um, myths, but like kind of like a molding, a molding of, of beans and like you mold the statue molding and then you seed this bean with a soul. So seeding within vessels. Wow. But yeah, but then going back then to Laura, because I feel like I didn't quite answer her question. So after they reset these dark aliens that were like these, you know, eight, they look gross. They got like tentacles and like grays, these dark aliens that came in the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. They basically made contracts. And we also started talking about this in um, the show that I did with you, Laura, a couple of years ago when I was on your Cosmic Gaia show. And we were talking about the AI alien invasion. We were explaining to people what really was, um, you know, the COVID-19 vaccine. And so these beings, these aliens that began that reset, then are the same ones that are still here, those families that Laura is talking about. And they're so contracted to a body. Mm -hmm. They're either inside a body or they're so contracted and they're in the background pretending like they're not there, but they're really the aliens running the show. These same aliens that last reset us in Tartaria. Wow, gosh. How would you relate Archangel Michael though to like Yeshua? Yes. And if I may, I'm gonna show you a beautiful, this is one of my favorite Tartarian buildings in DC. Do you see, it's just, they call it the Jefferson Memorial. Do you see this? This is incredible. This is not made from yeah. our time. Right. How beautiful this i so, even love the colors of that. Oh, incredible um but yes 
so just just a little bit of Tartarus, you can understand. Um, so how so how do we relate Yeshua with Archangel Michael? <sighs> oh my goodness, such you're talking about the most beautiful souls in creation, right? Oh, Divine Father, everybody, everybody loves Archangel Michael. He's just so incredible. I know you, you, you yeah, don't you? <laughs> I think we're I still love Michael. You know, yeah, we've talked about him. <laughs> yeah, incredible. He's, um, but then Yeshua. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful question. So what they always explain is that Yeshua is basically uh, another version of mother, say the masculine of mother. Mm-hmm. So just like so Mother Mary is the best way to explain that, right? There's Mother Mary, then there's Yeshua. So he was, you know, conceived from her beautiful womb, but she, she is really him and he is really her. And this is why they're together. They're called the 13th key is what we teach. They're the 13th key of infinite source of light, the, the law of love in the universe. Um, so in other words, then Yeshua is the son of them. Archangel Michael and Divine Mother. So, yeah. That makes sense. If Yeshua, uh, if Michael is really father, the father yes. energy, if you explain it. So, yeah. Well, like the Michael Mary lines, right? I mean, the ley lines that go through Cornwall, Avery, Henge, and Glastonbury, mm-hmm. and how manipulated those grid lines have been. I mean, that's part of the agenda right so that we don't pick up on the true template or the true planetary grid network all the manipulation to the planetary grids would that be from what i've come to understand to siphon and harvest energy to engineer artificial timelines right yes so just like there is source of light to everything within creation they've managed to figure out how to use negative technologies to use this light to power up its inversions but in order to make it possible to use it negatively what it does it archon it merges itself into the organic and then that's hybrid so that's the major thing it does everything it does is hybrid because it cannot be a matching vibration to organic source of light. So it figures out how to convince people to allow it in, like the COVID-19 vaccine and all that, or, or you know, all that we talk about, the implants, hooks, and negative entities. And once it, you allow it in, then it integrates, and then it's now both organic and artificial. So then, then it uses this hybrid merging to then get to the ley lines, as you speak about, which are mother earth's um veins that course through and balance her out yeah um a power source right the veins it's the blood right that gives life force so the the ley lines are what gives life force to mother earth and what better way invertedly would they do that right to get to her life force through ley lines i mean like there's like all these stories about like the cabal i'm not going to mention names but we could figure it out there was this um, temple in Sicily. I think it was a temple of Aphrodite where um, there was a yacht of a Hollywood mogul and an ex-president or two, and they had a party. And I think that was a whole ritual because I think that Absolutely. was like on a, that temple was on a ley line. I mean, that's what they did. They, they hijacked the ley lines and used the energy for themselves and kid and 
So yeah, so whenever, it's just like the, um, what about the telescope, the Vatican telescope that's in on the native land here in the, in the States, that's the Lucifer telescope. Same thing on the Native American ley line. It's a very, on a very powerful ley line. So it's, they, I mean, they keep their playbook. They just keep repeating and repeating and repeating, and repeating, and repeating the same story. Do you think we'll ever get it? I mean, now I think we're getting it. So, but yeah, that's like pretty much what they do, right? Incredibly predictable. It has literally a, you know, a step one, you know. Yeah cause fear step two um make people not believe in themselves step three um turn them against each other and divide (laughs) yeah exactly i mean reaction solution yeah exactly and then if you call it out then you're the crazy one because it sounds so crazily implausible that when you actually speak the truth it's like no you that can't happen you're crazy well i mean yeah yeah we all know the story because that's, you know, we've lived through it. But you're spot on, right, about that temple that you're talking about. Well, Aphrodite represents the love of uh, another version of God as a version of Divine Mother. So if you go and do some kind of negative ritual, blood ritual there, then you're going to be literally raping her. You're raping her energy, raping Mother Earth, and you're harming, in some form, her children. So that... Do you feel that those darker forces are looking to for redemption i mean that this played out um because everything returns to source i mean what do you see about bifurcation and before we go into that maybe what are your thoughts about what took place on the 4th of october with just the 5g and and all these things like marburg or ebola being activated and a potential zombie apocalypse it's not going to happen overnight right that that there might be different pulsations and different frequencies being sent because that's the whole reason behind the vaccine agenda and a lot of people will say no 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 that's impossible that's not going to happen but why else the jab or depopulation or is this zombie thing for real or is it just mass die off and some will just i mean what how do you kind of navigate that or look at that or bifurcation so the zombie thing is real, but not like the movies, you know, it's, it's just people who are controlled, yeah. right? It's just people who are controlled, who are all of a sudden, like a kind of like a demon possession. You don't know what you just did and you just harm someone. That kind of it's thing. It's already happening a lot. It's already I mean, happening, right? Erratic and Yeah, I've seen like this thing on Instagram. I mean, who may which may not be true where people are actually biting and they're in camps like i don't know whether that's true or not but i mean i did i did see something today that i wanted to share which was like the number of fema and if you um text it and tell it to stop it won't send you alerts should i share that with you guys so we all have it fema is, is definitely dangerous yeah, this <laughs> is it right here oh hmm. my god if you text that, okay, say stop, it'll opt out of sending you alerts. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to, I just found that out. So, yeah. But, well, you I, know, well, but with Biden on office, this is what some of it's, you know, but he's not really in charge, as we know. He's just a puppet. And 
step after step and what they have next their goal is to put people in camps but it's not going to happen we're not going to allow it you know they're but they'll try in different parts of the world try to try to implement this and it's, and the people have to stand up and just strongly not allow it you it would be hard do you think that um certain parts of the country will allow it and certain parts won't i mean i, I, just, some... moved, I just moved out of new york new jersey yeah. to Florida. And um, I'm just wondering what is going to happen to the tri-state area or like California. Do you think they'll, they're going to go along with this or do you think like, what do you, what are your thoughts about whether this is going to happen or not? Do you, the way that I see the collective of earth and the light within, I uh -huh. see people are not going to allow this. They're going to mm -hmm. stand up and they're going to resist especially uh, those who have seen the truth, whether they got jabbed or not jabs. I've met people who got jabbed and that woke them up. Mm -hmm. So I feel that the accumulation of earth has really risen, mm -hmm. especially if the most recent Lionsgate and everything that has been happening energetically there. And um, I feel that they will stand up, but yes, they're gonna first try with California. They're gonna try also, you know, poverty areas where they could try to control more. But then going back to Laura's question too of, um, I do feel that they try to uh, emit a negative frequency through the October 4th, but I do feel that it was not successful. The light on earth eradicated it and nullified it. And I feel that their plan failed. Um, now, I do also feel though that those people who perhaps are very inverted and very controlled by entities Maybe it, they could have had some kind of reaction to it, mm -hmm. um, but for the most I'm seeing that it was definitely not successful. It was not successful in the UK and it, it was not successful in the US. Well, that's good. But, yeah, they are testing it out. They're trying to see how they can alter frequency into the brain to see how controllable people can be. It doesn't seem like any of their plans have really panned out. Sorry, go ahead, Marissa. No, no, no it's okay. I've They're not. <laughs> Like they're not, saying, yeah. it's just not every time they throw a psyops or a false flag, it's never to the degree that they're hoping they, I think they expect to have much more of a grip over the minds of humans that the pandemic would have really captured a lot more. And that's why anything from here is not really possible because it's all about frequency. Once you're in that unified field or that neutrality, you mm -hmm. break down the black goo and even nano technology. I mean, that's the return to the mother, which is everything yes. that you express and talk about and the work that you do. But Marissa, you had a question. Um, let's, I just, I think you're right, Laura. I think it is all about frequency. I think that um, I was just talking, I was just gonna say that I did see that some birds like mysteriously died. I mean, so that there was a, somewhat of an effect, but I do yeah. feel like, um, I, I think, I hope and pray, but I do feel that you're right, Aurora, that I feel like people are beginning to wake up. I still feel, though, that more people need to sort of be open to the fact that there is an agenda going on, because I feel like still Absolutely. parts of the country are like digging their dig their heels in more. And when you talk about it, they get more defensive then more open so well, there's definitely still more of a majority of people not getting it right or thinking that we're you know i do feel that yeah there I is 
I do feel that, but we, that there is like, like even with my own friends who, you know, did get the jab, they, you try to talk to them about it and they get very, very defensive and yeah. have dug their heels in. And so I, I just, so what are your thoughts? Do you think that people are beginning to wake up or do you, what do you think? So when we talk about the accumulation of light, we're not just talking about like us, like, for example, people like us who are speaking here, holding light, we're talking about the light inside children, think about how much light is inside children, also the animals, and most importantly, we have forgotten about the trees, the trees are pillars of light. So this Mm -hmm. is what we're talking about, all the light and accumulation within the organic of Earth. Mm -hmm. And we are also not just talking about the awake, we're also talking about people who are partially awake or people who are awake, but they don't know they're awake just because, you know, they don't harm anyone. They love others. They love children. They love kitties. You know, these people could also be awake in their own version Mm -hmm. um, who are questioning theories and um, but say not considered as we are i guess so there's so many different levels and brackets and that accumulation of light is what is higher most definitely than the inversions okay because i do think you know laura you were talking about the frequency and your book the truth frequency you know you you talk which we all we need to we're, we're, we should all do a show on that for sure, for sure. <laughs> but i mean i think that I think that there is a frequency, maybe the 10-4 was like a frequency jam on the truth frequency, but maybe like the light, like you were talking about Aurora, maybe that overrode whatever they were putting out, whatever pulses they were putting out. I mean, I do see that there are people like, since I moved to Florida that did get the jab, but are questioning and like questioning it and you know, when I did talk about like what was going on ten and ten four, they're like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" And we're more open to discussing it. So, I, I just hope and pray that you know that people more people more and more people are waking up. What we really need are the people who are like in the middle to, you know, wake up and come over to our side so we get the majority. Yes. Um... That's that's really good. See, Florida is a whole different mm-hmm. energy than New York. New York, you're definitely going to run into a lot of people who are stuck thinking that the jab was more positive than negative. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just seen this just so much for people to wrap their head around. And it's it's such an unbelievable thing to realize or admit to after the fact. But I think isn't that the key to overriding this? I mean, it's not like a death sentence. I, it, wouldn't you say that the strategy of the Archon or dark agenda is to bait people into the indoctrination and the mind control aspect of it? And that is a that's the real weapon because those of us that are above all that are not succumbing to that. We're, we have a little bit more of an immunity, right? Like talk to us about that. Mm-hmm. The minute you bring come into awareness of what it is and its mind games and the uh, classic narcissist 
your vibration raises such in a high level that it is harder for it to get to you but what it does when it can't get to you is it tries to get you through the people around you if it can't get you to be fooled by it then it will try to convince whoever's around you whoever that is a supposed friend or so on um they they so um its goal is to cloud the mind you know disempower you and it is incredibly good at it because with this com combination of negative technology and the artificial that it has integrated into people the technologies all of this uses that negative frequency to the minute we drop our lower our vibration boom we're hearing negative voices and it was like oh my god you know the world hates me ah you know and because you just lowered your vibration right because there it is you're matching vibration to it down here the minute mm -hmm. you figure out you know what i am love that is not true i am divine being and then you realize that the truth is that it some of the major things that it does one it gets the males out of the picture because it doesn't want the main guardian to be protecting one the wife and the children then once it gets the males out of the picture then two it goes after the female because it's its favorite candy you can say we are its favorite candy um and because of our creational energy and our womb and our divine feminine feminine energy that's very delicious to it and after it gets to our mind all those diabolical plants that we talk about you know also on our show cosmic mother rising show um, laura and i and um, and you all as well um, but all that it's just distractions distractions literally people actually thought it was going to be the end of the world in october 4th you all like there was like kids in school thinking that it was going to be the end of the world everybody was talking about it and then it just went off and let it be a lesson for people that hey even though everyone was focusing so much negativity like another armageddon because of this phone that we needed to focus on love and because the love did win and and transmute that as best as possible but also, i want to say Yes, I just want to say that the divine feminine, huh? it targets the divine feminine the most because the divine feminine mm -hmm. are what's going to eradicate it. This that's, is why. That's true. And we'll find out in book two. Mm -hmm. We, Divine Mother Sophia, the daughter mm -hmm. of the flame, the phoenix, are what's going to eradicate it. So people who hold to a strong divine mother essence, whether you're Isis, whether you're Nefertiti, whether you're divine mother Sophia, whether you're Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, is going to target you the most because it's afraid of you. Mm. Because you are going to end it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the return of the I mean, just that's what everything really is about. The patriarchal agenda and the dark cycles of history and the uh, the reversals and imposters and false teachings that have really groomed a humanity to consent to new world order, but at the same time, um, not to the degree that they would have hoped. It doesn't seem like they were expecting this. I don't know how they would have not seen this coming, but what are your thoughts? I mean, you know, some say that 
they never expected the mother to return and reclaim her children. They really thought that they were going to keep us in this net under this kind of level of control. I mean, I, I guess it depends who you are, but uh, they might not have done this much to ensure their success if they had any recollection or understanding that this energy was going to return and there's no way to overpower it. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's just that confidence, that confident that it thinks well, that's that- that's a narcissist. We... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll know that type just in our own personal lives, of course. And oh, I've never encountered one ever in my life. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be its subtitle, narcissist. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, it's just that confident. It thinks that, that we cannot. But if we are divine feminine, the creators, right, within our womb, mm -hmm. and also giving love to the masculine because you know you're infinitely beautiful and you also have feminine in you right both both uh, mounts but to understand if divine feminine is the creator divine mother sophia is the creator she can destroy you as well because she's, she's both the creator, creator and, the and the destroyer yeah so that's how he will end mm -hmm. but so we need to do so much work to get there so what do we do together? So let's talk about that. What what comes in for you when you say we we have so much work to do for it together? What what exactly do we need to do? Because okay, when the event comes forth and the ascension comes forth within the multiverse in our universe, mm -hmm. first the third dimensional planets need to release the artificial and the all of that infringement, they need to release it. And those who have done their work, who are vibrating to source of light, who are vibrating, say, to above 50% in service to others, are going to ride that wave when that wave of the destroyer, the flame of source, is going to come through. And you, if you are the matching vibration to that source flame, you're going to ride with her, right? Go with her to wherever we're meant to transcend out. This whole construct we're seeing now is going to be completely different everything is going to be completely different and again in book two for that but as you ride with her mm -hmm. you will choose whether you want to return back to source and if you return back to source you return back to zero you lose all your memories your experiences you're returning back to be just being source of light and that is it but mother she created her beautiful creations. That's the last thing she wants for her children to do. She wants them to retain their memory, their experiences. That's why she created creations so her beautiful children could explore our, the multiverse. So why would she ever want to do that? Because at the beginning of time and space, she could have done that. The minute that it came to be, she could have destroyed what she had already created, but she could not do that to her own children. Could you destroy your own children? No, I. There's no way. So she couldn't, and she had to allow for it to play its out and how it was clouding everyone and to figure out eventually. And the work that we have to do is basically removing the artificial from people and helping these people wake up to understand that they need to stop allowing this artificial in. And they need to vibrate to organic raw love, as I like to call myself. I am raw love and I vibrate to raw love. And I have no time for anything else. I am not here to fight these arconic battles i'm here to end them and that is all mm -hmm. so we all need to vibrate to this in our own way and end it 
stop it enough giving your attention your energy to these distractions that are just <laughs> trying to see us see us away from this wave that's coming we need to do our inner work so there's a lot to that because according to all the past life regression that I learned through the book and this book is incredible because I got to channel so much more so good about half of the book is me having mother channel and explaining everything all their memories she's explaining them and going in so deep into them so that you could understand what they just said said and then she puts it all together the puzzle pieces that just for that final battle that is star explosive (laughs) I don't know so be huge um yes (laughs) removing the artificial that's the goal so whoever is vibrating to that Mm -hmm. will be assisting that collective magnitude a source of light Mm -hmm. and um will ride to the new version of the verse our verse and also the multiverse so aurora so getting rid of the artificial right eradicating the artificial so are we speaking about um, the removal of what was inserted or are we rejecting like any kind of like chat GPT? I mean, because to me, that's another mind virus that I want nothing to do with. So, you know, um, is it like, you know, can you not say that, that again? Can you say that again? What is it? You know, like chat GPT, like some people are engaging with AI, like I oh, never gosh. I haven't, but, you know, I know like in terms of like screenwriters now, they like, you know, the WGA was just on strike. And to me, I I thought the bigger battle was AI because I've heard that some screenwriters are having AI write their scripts, which, yeah. So they're letting the Archon write. They're letting the archon write this. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, it's a rejection of that. It's a, so how do we make sure we remove the AI from our systems, from our lives? Um, What, what do you suggest we do? Besides the obvious. (laughs) Knock it, you know. Yes, yes. Um, so always that are artificial, everything you mentioned and on anything that is not organic. Mm-hmm. So in what ways can we remove that? And mm-hmm. we could talk about that infinitely, you know, just okay. eating more healthier, um, energetically becoming our own healers and learning how to scan ourselves to feel if we have an attachment one day. Um, being more in nature, taking those trips right. in nature, you know, retreats and uh, you know situations like this that tap you into the organic part of mother earth that remind you mm-hmm. and then of course removing the COVID 19 jab as well as any immunizations you might have gotten when you were younger that are causing you epstein-barr virus um you know the illness disease cancer whatever it is that's causing you mm-hmm. you, you got to purge it out and laura talks a lot about that purging out and how to transmute that out. And I do as well through aura hypnosis, past life regression entity removal, which is really all about how to remove you yourself from the inverted matrix to be your most organic mm-hmm. self with no attachments. Right. So, um, yeah. Okay. So it's being in nature, eating organically, uh, making sure your water's clean, yeah. try to 
breathe clean air, which is more and more difficult because of what's flying all over the place with the metals in the air, with the chemtrails. Um, but even more dangerous is not allowing the Archon to integrate into you, reptilians integrate into you, aliens, not allow yourself to be UFO abducted, you know, taken into a military base, all these things that consist of, because those are the worst infringements, of course, because they alter the DNA, they attach all sorts of things into you that are artificial. And I love what you said about offsetting the manipulative energies like when you start to feel really a low thought about yourself or or a thought form that you know really isn't yours because it seems that they hook into unresolved trauma right and um and and they can really weaponize mm -hmm. people in our lives or target them specifically to target maybe somebody that they're very threatened by what, what are your thoughts on that yes well that's it's major <sighs> number one rule it does uh, well its own rule right so part of the reason when we fell is that we fell because it started it was a virus and it started integrating into people and controlling their minds so that they could attack each other mm -hmm. so that's what actually brought the attack the fall people attacking each other mm -hmm. and then from there it was your own friends and family that were attacking you and they allowed similar situation like the covid vaccine that artificial to integrate like that because that's really what it is right so then that became the first bifurcation of, of that was the very first bifurcation and we continue to see additional bifurcations uh, of that did i answer your question <laughs> yeah it wasn't really a question but yeah i mean of course Definitely. I mean, I do think like the whole divide and conquer humanity master plan beginning, like, you know, Adam and Eve and when even now vaxxed versus unvaxxed, masked versus unmasked. It's like it just keeps going on and on and on and on and on until we finally hopefully get it that we are the 99 percent and we outnumber them and we have dominion over them. That is most definitely mm -hmm. most definitely see it. What its biggest thing is that it's a magician it's an illusionist mm -hmm. so I remember once I was out and I was at this beautiful fair and there was this man talking to me and I was at, of course in a crystal shop at this fair <laughs> crystals and mm -hmm. I'm in this bowl I, I had uh, this bowl of red sardonyx and it looks like the universe the red sardonyx and I'm looking at it wow and this man comes up to me he's really tall I'm pretty short though. And as I'm looking at this bowl, I look up to him. He has no face with my physical eyes, black completely. Everybody else could see him like this man that was pretending to be like this tattoo artist. But because, especially because I had the gigantic bowl of sorry, red sardonyx, red sardonyx helps you see through the illusions. And it was incredible so that's what we have to do we have to be able to see and sense and feel and know what looks sometimes pretty or very appealing because he was talking about oh i do sacred geometry and that's what i do and he's just like painting this himself as such a great picture you know but that's the illusion is giving you to reel you in and try to hook into you yeah, I mean, Laura, we talked about this last week about being discernmentally challenged. 
Right. Yeah. I know. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, it's like a muscle to actually, you know, intuition. I mean, it's something to just work on every day just to, just to keep that really, you know, strong. I mean, what, what would you suggest are really good practices for really developing that? Cause it seems to really atrophy when people are constantly looking at the external to define their reality versus creating from the inside out, which would lead one to be more empowered, more of a visionary, more of a manifester. And, and that seems to be our divine birthright to awaken to what, I mean, I know meditation and all this, we talked about nature and I know it's kind of a question we already asked, so I probably won't ask it, but um, it takes a lot to be able to do what you do, Aurora. And um has it really does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when did this really start to hit you? Like, how old were you? Can you just tell us a little bit about when the recognition of this gift and ability really just hit you and you knew that this was the direction that your path was going to take? Yes. So I was fully aware, newborn. Wow. And fully aware. Like, what do you mean? Like, explain that. <laughs> about that. Do you love to be a baby yeah, like that? Just a little like, Aurora, like all awake. <laughs> like there's no amnesia here. <laughs> like who's baby? I still had amnesia just like everyone, but see the all the work that I've done in the now mm-hmm. assisted myself to be fully aware in the then. So that has a very strong connection. So the us in the now, whether us in the now currently, us in the now in the past, or us in the now future, we are constantly assisting ourselves. So um, I remember, yes, I was fully aware when I was a little baby, so much so that I would not do things they told me to do. Um, Some of that, for example, um, if they tried to, they were trying to nurse me, and I did not want that milk because it was not fully organic from the person, you know, the, the person who brought me into this world. So I refused. I would spit it out. And I starved myself until they gave me, I preferred the bad formula. And I remember consciously being in my body and being a little bit upset that I couldn't get up and move and walk. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this little body will move. <laughs> And then I was also being very conscious. I actually had telekinesis when I was born. So when, and my angels hired a ghost, you can say, <laughs> to pretend that they were the, the poltergeist, because what would happen is that my, my little bedroom was in front of the kitchen and the pots and pans and lights would come on, especially when I was sleeping in front of the kitchen. So my parents, you know, would have obviously not, um, you know, <laughs> would have freaked out. Like, you know, lots of pans were flying all around and lights were going on. Yes, they're... for real. Wow. Okay. So, but they thought it was a ghost. But it was really you. It was me till my then my team did shut down my abilities because obviously that wasn't safe for me to do and i went through the process just like everyone else i started falling asleep i was extremely telepathic intuitive sensitive to all energy i could feel especially the dark entities and um always basically trying to attack me in some form it's 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 so ancient attack after attack and honestly it gets freaking old after a while 
And it's like, sometimes you feel like, come on. This like, is, this is boring already, right? Oh, yeah, like you are so predictable. And um, yeah, so that so that was me. You know, I grew up in Chicago. It was a rough neighborhood, hookers, drugs. You know, you go to the park, you're getting shot at, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, so it was rough, you know, but people would turn on me. I remember I was like, I think it was like six, maybe or eight. And it was supposed to be like this little girl who was supposed to be my friend. She grabs a bottle, spiritually possessed cracks it and starts trying to cut me with it oh my god and i fight back yeah so those kind of things have been happening to me all my life in some form wow yeah well you've you've mastered the art of protection that's for sure ah with every single one of those lessons i got stronger and i did not give up and i grew bigger and bigger and wholer to who i am and I definitely mastered how to do shields, how to use sacred alchemy symbols, all that we teach so that you can see them before they come now, and you can then change the timeline so that they never come. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember when I did my session with you when you did protection shields, and I mean, that's something that you're known for. I've talked about that with even, you know, Dale, and yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I love you both. Thank you. Yes. yes it's all about protection everything's sacred and we have forgotten how sacred everything is and yes the session i did on you is, is, is sacred you, you should not be at practicing passive regression unless you're treating it with the utmost most sacredness mm-hmm. yeah that was a great session do you have yes, any incredible I, i'm still incredible. I, I, I we're, we're gonna make it happen <laughs> i'm forward to it when you're ready yeah, I mean, protection is everything. It's like, you know, we, we, we can go strong and get stronger in the face mm-hmm. of these obstacles and adversities, or we can be victimized and weakened. And ultimately, I mean, we can get outer assistance, but when is that outer assistance not supporting our sovereignty? And this is what I love about what you do, because anybody that's a practitioner um, that is encouraging a person's sovereignty and awakening to all these greater abilities i mean that's what our world needs the exploitation and vulnerabilities that humans have and how the medical industry and the educational industry and everything outside of us is really geared towards exploiting that and taking advantage of it is is just really um i feel what's created this very very sick dependency bond which is to me is the real sickness that people carry because i feel all these symptoms can be an initiation for where you get to know yourself better and then overcome it. Right. And that's really what your life has been about. And I know this stems to many, you know, lifetimes and, but yeah, what an incredible, what, and the retreats you do tell us a bit about some of the retreats. They, yeah. pick. I want to go on. One. I do too. And you have, and you have one coming up, right? I do. Nashville is so special. We only have one spot left and it is magical. Yeah, we're we're gonna- going to, and then we have one in angel oaks have you guys ever gone to angel oaks john's um island in south carolina where there's thousand year old um angel oak trees oh wow fascinating yeah. when is that that was so- in march and it's magical it's all basically little islands and um beach everywhere you look and and then there's that special island that still has trees still 
you know, that didn't fall, say, in the last mud floods that we were talking about in um, Tartaria. So, okay, so when you do your retreats, Aurora, and there's one you say left in Nashville, and then you're doing Angel Oaks, how long do they go for? Like, how, what, what do you do in your retreats? Oh, they're so magical. They're so magical. <laughs> one, you are embodied by source of light the whole entire there, time you're there, because I am the host, and that's all I'm going to be while I'm there. Mm-hmm. So you feel incredible. And then your higher self is too with you, embodying you in source of light. So you literally transform. You go in perhaps insecure, maybe a little hunchback, a little sad, disempowered, and you walk out of there empowered with your strength. But you have to choose it if you're ready, of course. Mm-hmm. And, and in your divinity, and you understand, oh, the matrix, because that's really what you're understanding, how to work within the body and become the alchemist. Just like mother was the very first alchemist because she has taught us all these courses. And then you learn how to scan if you have an archon attachment, if you have a dark portal, if you have. And then what's most beautiful is that you do this for your family and you do this for your spouse. Mm -hmm. I woke up my husband after 22 years of being asleep because I did a aura session or a hypnosis session on him and he instantly woke up. So we've heard the stories over and over. There's parents who are healing their children from getting the jab. There's, you know, friends and family are doing this for each other. And it tells you exactly what's an archon, what's a gray alien, what's an artificial. Okay, this is the sacred alchemy that Divine Mother taught us. These alchemy symbols will eradicate, will transmute, or positive polarize, help ascend out entities. So you're giving them the choice for those that are organic. It's just incredible. You learn how to walk your most organic timeline, basically. And who does not want to be that? We want to be that because, of course, we want to send out with Mother Earth when she comes through with her wave. And- well, yeah, we want to walk that timeline and, you know, inspire others to do it too. Yeah. So these are Divine Mother's teachings and feel so blessed to be um, delivering them over to, to the world who is ready to do this for themselves because you have to be ready. You have to be ready to let go of those hooks and those entities. We got to do the work. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So yes, five days, you were saying, Marissa, it's five days. And then I also always have a vegan cook there. So not only are they pampered, but with lots of love. And then they also learn how to not be in the AI matrix anymore. And then how to become their own self-healer. And then they get fed delicious vegan food all day long. And... Um, be in nature and the most magical things happen you all like the most magical things happen we actually the last um we went to florida actually um mm-hmm. i had had a retreat in siesta key yes, right yeah so that was this year beginning of the year mm-hmm. and we start seeing this fog that's usually there in the ocean starts clearing herself mm-hmm. and we see these lands of tartaria there and we're seeing it with our physical eyes, the whole entire group, all of us. Wow. And all of a sudden, we start screaming because we see a gigantic angel. Wow. And we have, you know, we have recordings of that, but, but it is incredible what happens when a group of operating in source of light, it's like the veil goes mm-hmm. and then the organic is there. And you start seeing the truth of the magic that is around us that we cannot see. Wow. And we didn't see this with our third eye. Yes, we saw it with our third eye, but we saw it physically. 
this beautiful angel with wings. Soaring wow. Gigantic, almost as big as a mountain. Wow. Incredible. What that does when people go home and how they activate the area, the land, the people around them. It's just, you know, it's something you, can, you continue to carry with you. It's amazing. Yes. Wow. So anything, any question you wanted to ask that we haven't asked yet, Marisa, or anything that you wanted to share that we haven't asked you or brought up yet before we close? Um, let's see. Um, I think, yeah, you know what? I'd like to ask you this before we close. How do, yes. how do you advise us to most protect ourselves? You know, because you, you're all about protection. Well, one of the things you're about is protection. So Absolutely. is there any advice you could give everybody listening or watching? You know, can you tell us what to do to protect ourselves? Yes, protect ourselves, protect our children, protect our animal companions, protect our loved ones. Right, protect our Protect animals. the children that are not our children. They're just walking around. Mm -hmm. And oof, wow, that is incredible. How do we protect ourselves? We have to be very aware mm -hmm. in our minds, in our consciousness, and in our hearts. Mm -hmm. We have to be paying attention and scanning everything. Archangel Michael has taught me that scan everything, feel it out. The number one thing is sometimes our eyes can fool us by what we're physically seeing, but the, the feelings, the heart, the emotions will never steer us wrong, the wrong way. How do things feel? And then when you feel into that emotion, if it feels right, you'll know. And if it feels wrong, it feels icky. It feels like, oh, I need to go the other way. So once you figure that out, then even then, understanding that you do not hold any expectations to anyone mm -hmm. because they are sovereign and you are sovereign. And that's what I live by. Because mm -hmm. even if you are love right now today, what if one day we decide to use an, to make an inverted choice and then you're not love anymore? Maybe you need some help with that. Mm -hmm. And then once you do that, what if you're vibrating to a negative energy and I will love you, but I will be attached to none. That's how I live by. I love all and I attach to none because I will let you live your sovereign choices, even if I don't agree with them, if I don't feel that they're the most positive or loving. So once you learn how to live freely like that, where you live unattached to anyone, and of course, your children, and they're always part of your, and your spouses, they're always part, but I'm talking about anyone outside of that circle, right? Mm -hmm. Then you learn how to protect yourself. You protect yourself like you've never been taught to protect yourself. You are most special. You are beautiful. You are most beautiful creation of Divine Mother Sophia and Father of Source. And you've been taught to allow people to step on you, to push you around, to belittle you. And you've also been taught to make yourself look a lot smaller than you are. And once you discover this within yourself, that you are not as small as they've made you think you are, then you learn how to protect yourself and love yourself and heal yourself in infinite ways. So it begins with self-love. That's number one is protection. And from there, it just you grow and you grow like a rose. Every petal that unfolds and shifts and blooms out from you, you become 
bigger and stronger within your higher self being inside of you the source flame inside of you grows to the point where you don't feel separate from your higher self and you know that you are strong and invincible but you still are going to ensure that you scan everything and ensure that what feels right is the right choices and what you're making in life and that in itself is protection and but we teach how to shield there's a course on that under my website risingphoenixaurora.com blue blue is gigantic yeah yeah sweet that's so beautifully put everything that you've shared and everything that you do so appreciate you so grateful for our time here together divine mother earth time yeah we love it thank you so much aurora thank you Exciting. I was so excited about your book. Put all the links in the description, everybody. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, wow. So only one slot left for that retreat, but another one after that. And how in many March. do you do a, a year? A couple, three, four? So I, I do like three typically a year. Um, and I also do them online, the same thing, but online because some people Ooh. can't come from come, can't come from how far they are. But yeah, we have some people joining us this time from the UK, from Germany, from Russia, from all over Canada. <laughs> you guys can still join us. Oh, sweet. Well, it's amazing to connect people internationally all over the world. And that makes sense. And then they go back with those light codes, right? Yeah. And then they spread it and heal Mother Earth. Yes. Thank awesome. You. Well, thank you. Wonderful to spend this afternoon with you guys. Sending lots of love. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for being here. And I just want to send a biggest love of infinite love to Laura and Marissa because they are so beautiful. And I am so thankful for the creator creating them and being here now interviewing me and all that they're doing, the work that they're doing, and all they've done all their lives. I am just in the infinite gratitude for how beautiful they are. Thank you for being you. And I'm just so grateful to both of you. And I'm just, we were so happy to have you on our show, Aurora. We were really looking forward to this and can't re- wait to read your book. And just say the title of your book. You want to hold it up again or show us? Or Yes. Um, so the title is, I feel that I'm going to stick with that, but it's okay. The Final Battle, Galactic History of the Multiverse. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Can't wait to read it. Thank you. I love y'all. See you soon. Bye.